now listening to Uninvited with Jerry Jones, available on Anchor FM, Spotify, Apple, and other streaming platforms. It's water. And then they have cans of soup. Soup. And they throw the cans of soup. That's better than a brick because you can't throw a brick. It's too heavy. But a can of soup, you can really put some power into that, right? And then when they get caught, they say, no, this is soup from my family. They're so innocent. This is soup from my family. Purpose is an essential element of you. It is the reason you are on the planet at this particular time in history. Your very existence is wrapped up in the things you are here to fulfill. Whatever you choose for a career path, remember the struggles along the way are only meant to shape you for your purpose. The pain that's on my face right now and the way I feel, I can only imagine what's what's going through uh, these victims' families. And I, I, I know I'm probably gonna go back there and cry again and but, uh, I just wanna look out and just say, look man, like, this is a game. Um, people lost their family members to police brutality and, and racism and I can only imagine. And now, the man of the hour, whether you want him or not, Jerry Jones. Hey, what's going on, Party Crashers? This is your host, Jerry Jones. Welcome to another episode of The Uninvited. However you found us and whyever you decided to search us out, I am so glad you did. Um, If you please, please uh, rate, review, and subscribe to this uh, lovely show so you don't uh, miss another episode. And if you do rate us, give us a five-star rating, will you? Because, let's face it. A five-star rating feels a whole lot like love, and a four-star rating really feels like the friend zone. But again, here we are, it's 2020, so beggars can't really be choosers, right? Um, I gotta tell you all, it feels great to be back. Uh, Took a week off. Um, You know, just needed a, you know, every once in a while we just kind of have to do that, right? We just have to detox a little bit uh, from just everything, um, politics, sports. Um, oh, I'm going to be honest. I didn't really um, detox too much from from sports, um, but you know, it was it was a, it was a needed vacation. So I hope in this past week that you were able to find some time for yourself uh, to. Practice a little bit of self-care, um, and I don't know, just to kind of, kind of enjoy life. Um, there was a lot that happened um, since we were last together. That was, gosh, about a week ago. Um, uh, Trump accepted the nomination. Uh, I don't think that was any big, um, big surprise. Um, I, I celebrated a, a, a landmark birthday um, on on this past Friday, the 28th. Um, 
I turned 50. And that is really the point of no return, right? When you turn 50, as my uncle, uh, my uncle Tom, shout out to Uncle Tom in, uh, in Los Angeles, called me to tell me I was halfway home. Um, but it was great. Um, shout out to all my friends, um, family. Um, shout out to Date um, and Heather and the girls for, for being here. Shout out. Um, the Susie and Charles and Lucy uh, got so I, I've been in the, into Coke Zero lately. It's kind of a kind of an obsession. It's like the one tether I've had. I've been kind of my ups and downs with um, maintaining a keto diet, um, but the Coke Zero has been the thing that I've really clung on to and kind of helps me. You know, when I remember that I'm like, oh yeah, the goal is to reduce sugar and sodium and you know all that good stuff. Um, but, uh, awesome. Uh, it was a kind of a Coke zero kind of birthday menagerie. It was, it was awesome. Um, so shout out to Susie and Charles, uh, and Lucy, um, for that awesome gift. Um, great weekend overall. Um, um, and I'm just kind of, as I'm, I'm looking at my notes, like I didn't, I was kind of hoping that I, I, I wouldn't, um, get uh emotional um but uh friday night uh, as we all know by now um chadwick boseman uh passed away um unexpectedly to to everyone outside of his family and in close circle of friends uh um uh, chadwick boseman uh age 43 um, died of colon cancer and, um, it's really hard, uh, to put into words, uh, what, um, Chadwick's career, um, has meant to me and I would imagine millions of, 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 of others. Um, but as a, as a black man, especially, um, raising, uh, co-raising, co-parenting, um, a black daughter, um, his, his, you know, I, but the, here's the thing. You could almost look at everything that, that Chad, Chadwick's done. Um, I mean, he dedicated his career to portraying, um, like just black excellence from portraying Thurgood Marshall and James Brown, Brown, excuse me, James Brown, um, and Jackie Robinson, um, like the 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 lions um, within African American history that he portrayed uh, really just kind of showed, and in in a lot of those films, some of the, I mean. So he was diagnosed with stage three colon cancer in 2016, which means that he had been living and working with cancer pretty much at the time that he was working the hardest. And once he was diagnosed with stage three colon cancer, he had, uh, I think he filmed, um, 
get on up james brown um civil war parts of the you know civil war infinity war um end game uh and and obviously the the crowning achievement um of his um exceptional but short film career is black panther um it was the first time that I had seen, and probably any you know, uh, you know, African Americans of a certain age had seen a lead, not only a lead superhero as a black man, but for just it's hard. I, you know, I, I could spend the whole time um, talking about what Black Panther. Um, means to me and means for black people and i gotta tell you as i would see there you've probably seen the iconic photo what i consider an iconic photo now of this young young african-american boy with all of his marvel uh, dolls and uh, uh he's got the uh, wakanda forever pose um you know, and I guess just during this time, especially during this time, I think I think it just hits harder, um, knowing that the time that we're in it here, that for for black folks, in order f for us to truly get a reflection of who we truly are as a people, to be able to see ourselves and project ourselves in the way that we want to see ourselves and project ourselves as opposed to seeing ourselves in the way that um our the the descendants of our oppressors have chosen to see us um was it's it is difficult to express just how powerful it was and for that film to be at the time the largest gross grossing marvel film um with black lead black cast black director um shout out to ryan coogler who has given us fruitvale station he's given us the creed movies obviously um black panther uh it was it's just you know shout out to chadwick boseman who in in that struggle to combat cancer, he was giving us um, a mirror um, by which we as black people could see ourselves, a reminder of who we were, who we are, and who we can and will be that through cancer he was doing that um and so for that i would say that chadwick boseman belongs in the same breath in my opinion as the luminaries he portrayed and as the the hero um that he portrayed in black panther i would say that as an actor and as a human being um, he, uh, was much greater than the superhero he portrayed. Shout out to Chadwick Boseman, uh, Wakanda Forever, um, 
in it, you know, and obviously like he, he transcends movies, like it transcends culture. Um, uh, this weekend, uh, I think it was on Friday, um, the NBA, um, paid tribute to, um, Chadwick Boseman, um, uh, British, uh, Premier League, MLS, um, WNBA, NWSL, all these folks, all these, um, uh, different sports groups, um, uh, paying tribute to, to Chadwick Boseman and not just it, it honestly, I would say that I think, I think part of why their tributes to Chadwick Boseman, um, um, were so profound is that I believe that what we're seeing being led by the WNBA and the NBA, but certainly being joined by major league baseball, major league soccer, premier league, um, and the national women's soccer league, um, their work is is pretty similar that Chadwick chose um, film in theater um, to communicate a certain idea about who we are as black people um, and what we are capable of and what we should aspire to and what I'm seeing now from from athletes and in particular basketball players, um, both female and male is that they're now using their platform to do exactly what Chadwick was doing with his platform. Um, if I think in the last time we spoke, I'm not even sure. I'm, I don't think the NBA had, um, had decided to, to, to take games off to boycott games. Um, in response to the shootings in Kenosha, first, the first, the shooting of, um, of Jacob Blake, um, who has been, who was not charged, all the charges that, um, the bogus charges, um, that were put on him that day, the day of the shooting have been dropped, despite the fact that he was being handcuffed to his hospital bed, despite being paralyzed from the waist down. Um, but, um, the, 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 the shooting during the, um, um, during the protest, um, Kyle was a Kyle Rittenhouse. Um, in response to that, uh, the players who were there in Orlando in the bubble had already begun conversations about what is their collective coordinated response. Um, but the Milwaukee Bucks really fired a shot heard around the world when right before their their playoff game with uh, with the Orlando Magic. They just decided they could not play. Um, shout out to um, Sterling Brown. Shout out to George Hill. Those are two names that most people probably do not know. Very solid NBA players. I would classify them as journeymen uh, at the NBA level. Very solid pros. Very solid careers. But not super well known. They're not clearly not LeBron. They're not CP3. They're not some of the names that we know. Um, but having this happen in their backyard, the Milwaukee Bucks just said, look, we can't go. We can't play. Um, and it, you know, it's a little inside, I guess it's not inside baseball when you're talking about basketball. Um, but, uh, and here's the thing. 
um, there was a lot of, you know, with sports talk radio, um, sports talk TV, when you don't have a lot of sports, you just talk a lot. Um, there was a lot of, a lot of conjecture around, did Milwaukee do the right thing? Should they have had a plan? Is it, is it right for them to, to boycott without knowing what the strategy is? And I can just tell you as, um, I've been, I've been in the organizing game now for just under 15 years. And I can tell you that what these NBA players have done in the past week is, it is just remarkable. Shout out to Chris Paul, who is the head of the Players Association. Shout out to Michelle Roberts, um, who is the president of, um, of the union. And to all the players uh, headlined by, I would say, the, the Milwaukee Bucks. For you've got over 200 basketball players who have been quarantined together for about two months. They're not with their families. They're not in their daily routines. Most of these folks are, and I'm not trying to be sexist here um, by, by saying this, but I, I would classify them as alpha males. For over 200, that's just the players. We're not talking about the coaches who are, who are deeply involved. Uh, we're not talking about the general managers, owners who have been involved. But for in a week to go from playing games to figure out where they're going to fall in the playoffs and you know finally then in the playoffs for them to move from that to say we're going to boycott that this what's happening is more important than sports more important than 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 the playoffs like the players are actually considering saying you know what maybe we just don't play anymore um to go from that to really kind of stepping out and developing um a plan so here so here's the thing. So in a week, um, they got an agreement with the league, with the NBA, to establish a um, a coalition and a and an NBA foundation. Uh, the NBA foundation is going to focus on, um, you know, the health and well-being and address addressing racial inequities that are impacting um, Black people. Um, they. So, like, if you've been hearing about, like, arenas and stadiums being used for voting, um, voting places, shout out to um, Mayor Bottoms in Atlanta, who had already negotiated to have um, the arenas there to be used as voting places. But if, if, in, if you're in a city where now you're hearing about Dodger Stadium or Arrowhead Stadium or whatever it is, you have these NBA players and WNBA players to thank for that. Um, LeBron James has his voting initiative that he's pushing. Um, uh, they've they've gotten agreements now to to work with the networks um, for advertising uh, dedicated to promoting civic engagement. Um, got they did this in a week. In a week. So I guess I say all of that to say that A, organizing works. And B, 
for all for the Laura Ingrams of the world who believe that all that these athletes are good for um, is dribbling, shut it, to shut up and dribble, as she would like to say. Um, that's not happening. You know, as, as, you know, the league is predominantly African-American, predominantly black. Um, we don't have a, a lot of platforms um, that we have at our disposal that we truly have leverage in. So for the NBA to leverage its platform and now has building exponential influence through, I hadn't even talked about the NFL yet. But Patrick Mahomes, the the face, the new face of the of the National Football League, is on board with LeBron James on getting out the vote. We've already talked about soccer. We've talked about baseball. We've talked about international, uh, the Premier League, right? Um, they are they've used their platform and now they're creating exponential influence. What they've done is nothing short of amazing. And uh, I want to give a shout out also to the NBA commissioner. Adam Silver, um, who has worked amazingly well uh, with these players, um, I'm just I'm just beyond impressed. You know, just as a as a as a black man, as an organizer, as an American, I cannot praise these men and women enough. Um, that's you know that's just that's just fan fantastic. Um, and that's all I, that's all I wanted to, to, to say uh, on that, except to say, um, except to say um, that this is a hundred day, 173 since Brianna Taylor was murdered in her home while attempting to sleep. Um, and her murderers have yet to be arrested. I don't know if you saw this or not, and I don't know when this happened, but I don't know if you saw that uh, the Memphis, uh, I, I'm assuming it's the, the the Memphis District Attorney's Office was trying to give, um, get Breonna Taylor's um, fiance um, to sign this plea deal, which basically would have got him to admit that Brianna Taylor was part of a, a drug enterprise and, and that thus providing justification for, for them to, um, you know, uh, execute this no knock warrant, um, which they ultimately, uh, ultimately killed, um, Brianna Taylor. It's been 173 days. So while we're talking about social justice, let's talk about that. You actually, in, um, in the audio, the, the voice you heard at the end, that's Donovan Mitchell. Um, Donovan Mitchell is a player for the Utah Jazz. Shout out to him and Jamal Murray of the Denver Nuggets who gave us two performances, playoff performances against each other in the same series. Normally, we don't see playoff performances like that that are actually happening in the same series. But shout out to both of those men who... Um, despite their focus clearly on trying to to win an NBA championship, have made front and center, um, you know, getting justice for Breonna Taylor, getting justice for George Floyd, and now obviously getting justice uh, for Jacob Blake, Ahmaud Arbery, so on and so on and so on. Um, but it was a, 
I don't know. I just can't say enough about these these players who are rising to the occasion, both in their sport um, and as leaders um, in in the community. Um, I'm going to make a not smooth transition. Um, still sticking with basketball, kinda ish. Um, as I as I mentioned, um, I tried to take a break from from politics um and so i spent time you know watching non-politicky things um i mentioned that i think a couple shows ago uh watched little voice uh, i've been recently back into for all mankind on on apple tv um ted lasso and apple tv um but the the news uh that's come out uh, i believe it came out this morning you know, former NBA superstar Charles Oakley um, is is going to be featured on Dancing with the Stars. Um, if you guys know Charles Oakley, he's <laughs> let's just say that Charles is not the 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 warmest and fuzziest of of personalities. So it's going to be interesting to watch um, Charles Oakley on on Dancing with the Stars. Um, but he's not even the. I mean, I shouldn't say he's not even the biggest thing because he's not. Uh, I'd say maybe perhaps Nelly. Nelly's going to be stepping out in his uh, Air Force Ones on uh, on on the upcoming season of of Dancing with the Stars. So that's I'm putting my money on Nelly right now. I'm calling my shot. Nelly is going to win Dancing with the Stars. Um, shout out to Ann Hesh. Ann Hesh, she's had a horrible run of like. TV shows. She's kind of like the kiss of death of, 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 of actors that gets on a TV show. Um, but, um, shout out to Ann Hesh. You all may remember Ann and, and Ellen were a thing. Poor Ellen, man, they are coming hard after Ellen. I don't know. I don't really know what's going on with that, but y'all need to back up off of Ellen, man. I mean, I'm just saying like, I, you know, again, I, I haven't done research on, on all the stuff that's going on. I'm just saying I don't know why y'all are going in on Ellen. I would say that the wrath that we have collectively for Ellen maybe should be going to I the person that is actually going to bring the most eyeballs to Dancing with the Stars. Uh, and that's Carol Baskin. You all know Carol Baskin, don't you? I mean, I mean, come on. I mean, Tiger King. So Joe Exotic was the early locker room um, favorite to to win the quarantine. Like he was the first. I would say that Joe Exotic and and Carol Baskin were the first real breakout stars of the COVID quarantine, right? Um, then obviously uh, Dr. Fauci came on um to to kind of steal some of that shine um but in the beginning joe exotic and carol baskin i mean they gave us they gave it not hope certainly not hope i think what they gave us was a sense of man i can tell you right now uh my life is not nearly as as screwed up as <laughs> as joe exotic or 
Now, Carol Baskin did not have a jacked up life. Carol Baskin was living pretty well. Uh, Carol Baskin may have <clears throat> fed her first husband to um, tigers. I mean, possibly, likely, maybe. Apparently, there's a reward to find out, um, you know, any information they have around the mysterious death of her first piece of crap, abusive husband. Uh, I, that being said, yes, yes, I'm putting it out there. I believe Carol Baskin killed her first husband. I believe Carol Baskin's first husband deserved exactly what he got. Um, Kate McKinnon, apparently, is going to be, and I don't know if the negotiations are final, but I believe that Kate McKinnon is going to be starring in an NBC series based on Carol Baskin and 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 Joe Exotic, um, so that should be amazing. I think anytime we can get Kate McKinnon on anything, first of all, I'm going to tell you right now. I think anything that Kate McKinnon in turns to gold, and she steals the scene, whether it's on television or on the big screen. Kate McKinnon just has it. So I am down for the Carol Baskin show. I'm sure it will be um, absolutely um, hilarious. Um, I'm, I'm going to tell you all, I mean, this is, uh, and this is, feels like kind of, it, for me, it feels like a truncated show. I will find out here in a second just how long I've been talking. Um, but I'm, I'm, I'm about ready to, to close this thing out. Um, you know, typically... Um, on the show I like to do uh, on this day in history um, and as it is September 2nd uh, on this day on September 2nd in 1945 uh, Japan officially surrendered to um, to the Allied forces um, you've probably seen iconic photos of General Douglas MacArthur um, and as you know I always like to try to find some sort of local tie um, it, uh, the, the official surrendering documents took place on the USS Missouri. Um, never mind that what led to the, um, the surrender, uh, being the result of the most heinous act. Well, I'm sorry. It, it's, um. I think what we did from a from a war time perspective, if we're just looking at war, could very well be the most heinous act one nation state has um, has done to another. Um, the bombing of Hiroshima and Nagasaki. Um, World War Two was just, I mean, all the awfulness. Right, all the awfulness of of um, the Holocaust, um, uh, and and yeah, just just terrible. So September second, nineteen forty five, marks the 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 day that Japan surrendered to um, the the Allied forces. Um, yeah, uh, but on a on a higher note, on a higher note, I also like to do birthdays, celebrity birthdays in particular. Um, Cat Williams. I believe Cat Williams turned 49 today. Shout out to Cat Williams. Um, Selma Hayek. 
Selma Hayek's a Virgo. I had no idea. Um, but uh, shout out to Selma Hayek. I, I, she's made tons and tons of great films. Uh, that scene from Dust Till Dawn is just whew, epic. Epic. That was one of those things where I didn't read any of the reviews. All I knew is that Quentin Tarantino was involved. So I had no idea what was going to happen in the film. And that iconic scene was just like, whoa, whoa, whoa. Um, guess who turned 56 today? 56. Um, Keanu Reeves. Happy birthday. Happy birthday, John Wick. Um, 56. Would have never thought. Apparently, Keanu Reeves is like one of the best dudes in Hollywood. Um, he's got a new film out. I haven't seen it yet. Bill and Ted uh, Face the Music. Um, it's on demand right now. Um, and I probably should watch it because I love Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventure. I just, I don't know. I I don't know. I'm just, right now, I'm, a, I'm still a little salty. I know for those, of, I, you may not know this, but... Um, uh, Mulan is um, being released um, this week, September 4th, so in two days. Uh, on Disney Plus, you have to be a Disney Plus subscriber to get it, to get access to it. But then it's like 30 bucks um, to watch Mulan. And I'm feeling, I'm feeling a certain kind of way uh, about that. I will probably end up getting it because I have a wife and daughter who I know are dying to see it. Um, so we'll probably, probably do that. Um, but shout out to, shout out to John Wick. Um, not really speaking of John Wick, but I don't know if you all knew this or not, but there are start, there are rumblings that there's going to be a 24 reboot. Um, Kiefer Sutherland, who for years had batted down the idea of, 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 of reprising the role of, uh, of Jack Bauer is now open. So there are conversations, um, conversations in the works for, so we could see a return to Jack Bauer. I would love nothing more than to see the return of Jack Bauer and say, you know, normally, you know, they do the, you know, the season premiere is like the Super Bowl. So I'm hoping like in January of 2022, we're looking at uh, we're looking at a reboot of, of 24, uh, which does actually beg the question: Who you got if John Wick versus Jack Bauer? Who do you got? I want to know. Hit me up uh, on uh, I guess there's a voicemail option. If you listen through Anchor, you can leave a, leave a voicemail. I want to hear who you got. Um, John Wick, Jack Bauer, or hit me up in the Uninvited Podcast. Slide into our in, into our DMs and let us know who you got, and tell us why. Tell tell us why uh, you've got Jack Bauer uh, or or John Wick. Um, man, and, listen. Um, I was just thinking to myself, like, man, with all of the craziness that's happening, thinking about uh, what's happened in Kenosha. What's happening, what's been happening in Portland, I feel like those of us who are on the on the right side of this thing, I sh I'm sorry, the correct side 
of this thing, we could use a little protection. We could use a little Jack Bauer and John Wick having our backs um, right now. Um, with that, I'm getting ready to sign out. Just one last thing. So I'd already mentioned that today marks 173 days since Breonna Taylor's murder. Uh, murder. Um, today also marks 62 days. We are 62 days out from the November 3rd election. So I'm going to be the broken record. Do me a favor. Make sure you and make sure those you care about are eligible to vote. Make sure, make sure, make sure, make shoes. Make sure that you and the people that you that you care about are registered to vote. And make sure that you and those you care about have a plan on how you're going to vote in this 2020 general election. Whether you're doing absentee ballot, whether you're doing mail-in, or whether you're going to the polls, start making a plan now. So remember, make sure you're eligible, make sure you're registered, make sure you have a plan to vote in the November 3rd, uh, 2020 election. Um, let's, let's do what we can uh, with what we've got. Hey, it's been a pleasure. I am so glad to be back. I'm so glad that you uh, have have given me some of your time to listen to to this crazy old man. Um, until next time, uh, I'm looking forward to catching up with you on the next episode of The Uninvited. Carol Baskin killed her husband, whacked him. Can't convince me that it didn't happen. Venom to tigers, they snacking. What's happening? Carol Baskin. 